If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Sound the Slugs, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. How about Billy Trucks? I ain't capping in this rap. You know what's up. Hey, I, I don't be too friendly. All right, y'all. We have the beautiful Samba Slim off the porch today. Here. We got to get into the drip. Who are you wearing? So I'm wearing Pretty Little Thing, head to toe. You know, I got to put on for them because I'm definitely a brand ambassador for them. So, you know, I had to come in with the shits, come in with the shit on. Now, when it comes to being a brand ambassador, I always wonder, like, how do you, how do they notice you, basically? Um, they actually reached out to me on Instagram. Pretty Little Thing, Fashion Nova, um, Sheen, um, just to name a few, like, all of those brands, they all reach out to me, like, on Instagram, like, in the DM. I'm like, dang, like, yeah, be, yeah, they be finding my page. It's like, after you post one thing, then, like, another brand hits you up, reaches out for you to like, you know, just promote their brand. And they um, they also told me like, um, they called me one day and was like, yo, we have a campaign that we want you to do for our clothing brand or whatever. And it was like a 10 hour shoot. And I walked in, I killed it. They was like, oh, we want you to wrap some bars with it too. And just like, you know, just do your runway shit, period. No, yeah, and I did see it in your highlight too, the pretty little thing. And I was like, she lit. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I do know that you were originally born in Norfolk, Virginia, yeah. and then you moved here when you were younger uh, uh -huh. to Atlanta. But just starting off in Atlanta, what would you say your childhood was like growing up there? My, I grew up in an Islamic household, so it was very strict. When I, I started rapping when I was 16, right? So I was in a girl group and we caught a wave on Twitter. Like we put out a freestyle and it just went viral. Everybody was on our line, like different labels was calling. And for my family, my family was like, yo, like music, we didn't come to this country for you to do music. Like we wanted you to be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, something along those lines. So after a while, like it just kind of got like serious with the music and growing up, like I had to like mold my family into like, yo, this is what I want to do. I want to be a rapper. So being that you have been here in Atlanta for so long, how would you describe the progression of the music and the entertainment industry out here? Um, I feel like Atlanta is like the capital, the hub for music, period. Like every like honestly, like a song come out of Atlanta and then everybody else sound starts switching up. Like everybody want to be Atlanta, everybody want to have a record that could play in Atlanta. So like just being raised out here, like for me, like I was in the clubs, like young, like listening to different artists and then just like seeing like 
my top like rappers like T.I. and all of them just like go crazy on the trap scene like that really like I was like oh like this city lit <laughs> <laughs> wait so you said you was in the club early so when did yeah. you jump off the porch thing well so okay first of all look I know I'm on the porch right now but <laughs> I'm off the motherfucking runway too so period off the runway on the porch <laughs> gotta put that in a so with you said you were in the clubs early yeah. so basically what is early like when I was 16, you know how like the teen parties, oh, you know, yeah, teen yeah. parties in Atlanta, mm -hmm. like the phone parties, all of that. I used to be a promoter. So like I used to like Heartless, e I used to be in Heartless ENT and we just used to go like to every club, like all the skating rinks and like all of that. So like, that's what I mean by like in the club early. Oh, so you was a party promoter at 16? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I was lit. I was like, y'all better come to our party tonight because we turning up, phone party is lit. And you know, like party promoting is like the big thing right now to do. So did you ever think that party promoting would get to how it is now? No, it's like way bigger now. Like we were just playing around, having fun at that time. And the thing about you that I find really special after like researching you and just seeing a little bit of your background, like you have knowledge in not only music, but also fashion and entertainment. And I want you to tell me about all of those experiences for you. Okay, so the fashion, ever since I was like young, like I always had like an eye for like clothes. Even when I couldn't afford Gucci, Louis, Prada, I would be in the thrift store. Like I was in the thrift store, like buying a whole bunch of different looks, like piecing it together, like stuff that would probably be like 25 cent, like jeans, like out the thrift store. I would like take them, rip them up, put stitches on them and do all types of like weird stuff. And at the time, everybody thought I was weird. They were like, she wearing like some weird clothes. And now like the fashion scene shifted and it's like, I was just ahead of my time at that time. But now like I love putting looks together. I love like styling myself for all my music videos and really putting on that runway shit. Like I, I be on runways, I be styling people too, helping all my friends like get dressed when it's time to go out, all of that. So I do have some questions about fashion because you know, we in a yeah. new time right now. But before we get into that, you did, well, you were the face of Tommy Hilfiger's um, fashion eight, in 2018. Yeah. And with that, how was the experience for you and how did it come about? Tommy Hilfiger opened a girl, like a whole lot of doors for me, like in fashion. Like I, like when they called, I was like, yo, what? I was like, wait, me? Like y'all sure y'all want me? Cause like, I know I'll be rapping, like talking shit and they brand is like super clean. And they were like, yeah, we want you, we want your look, we want the music, we want all of it. So I went to, they flew me to London and I did the um, campaign with my homegirl Paloma for it. She was in it too. I know Paloma. Yeah, and we just, we just put them looks on and we had so much fun. That's so awesome. And they had me recreate um, Aaliyah, like her, her old, um, video where she first put out um with tommy hilfiger they had me recreated and um that look was like very legendary to me because her wearing it and then i was the only other brown skinned girl that they've ever had recreate that look for their campaign and you know when it comes to modeling people can be a little ignorant as far as like the diet and the size but what can you actually eat like as a model to really keep yourself in shape or is it like a very <laughs> strict like do you have to be on that strict diet i honestly i eat I eat whatever I want. Like, I don't gain no weight. Like, I just eat whatever I want. I just be falling back on my DNA. Like, what's up? <laughs> now I don't gain weight. 
Really? Uh, uh, oh, wow. You lucky, girl. Period. <laughs> <laughs> and in this new age of modeling, we now have Instagram models. And I feel like that's kind of shifted the standards of what modeling used to be back in the day. But how do you feel about this new age of Instagram models or how it can conflict with the models that we have today or like back in the day? Um, I feel like Instagram models, like they they have a way of like making money and like they know how to like take certain pictures that maybe a model that only do like print or magazine photos can only do so like the way instagram models make their money is like day to day like influencing and taking pictures you know finding them spots and like really promoting the clothes so i feel like it's good for like brands that want to like showcase like what they got and the average person wearing it so instagram models like really like portray like the average person wearing clothes like oh i want to go get that that's cute and do you feel like it's a lot harder to make it as a print model now than it was back then yeah now it's a lot harder harder because it's a whole bunch of girls like doing it and it's a it's a whole bunch of girls on instagram modeling that want to be models and all the scouts are online looking so i think it might be actually a little bit easier really yeah so now that we also have rappers on the covers of editorials like vogue like rolling stone all of those type of platforms do you feel like it's somewhat taking away from the art form of modeling um i feel like it's it shows both sides like i feel like print and editorial is different from instagram and like putting on an outfit day to day like i could i could sit here right now and just like take a picture boom, and then promote this outfit. And somebody might see it and be like, oh, that's cute, I think I'm gonna get that. But then I could see like a big magazine shoot like with female, a female rapper, and she's, she's showing something else that the average person can't like, you know? So I feel like that's like, it's a different world. What's the craziest situation that you've experienced? Craziest? Modeling, yes. I don't know if I experienced a crazy situation yet. Maybe just like, being stereotyped because I'm not um I'm not like the polished image so like sometimes they'll or I'm not the right height like I'm five seven if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't the road trip it was just a really long drive at participating McDonald's and sometimes like, I'll go to like runway shows and stuff and they have me walk and they might have me perform at the end, but I'm gonna walk during the show too. And then like all the other girls, like all the other models looking at me like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, what is she, what is she here for? Like, she ain't even five, eight, five, nine, six foot. And I'm here, here I am five, seven, like walking the runways with girls that's six foot tall. So like, I, I feel like that's crazy. And they all looking at me side eye at me like, how the hell did she get here? Like, it's you know how long it took them to like probably get that book in or like be able to get on that runway. So that's the craziest. But I do know that we can catch you in Timmy Lee's brand as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so what is y'all's dynamic? Oh, I reached out to him. I seen his clothes on Instagram, girl. I was like, yo, I gotta wear that. Period. <laughs> I was like, I need that. I want it. Send it to me. And I actually um, wore one of his outfits on Rolling Loud. Period. Yeah, I, rock, I rocked out too. And the way his clothes are fit, like it's just like so perfect. Like the stitching, everything. 
And for him to be like underground and like still getting it out the mud, like I, I, I support all independent like brands and stuff like that. You know, I have found with the streetwear brands that low key, they stuff, their quality be way better than way, these designers. The quality be so much better than like a high end designer brand. And that's why I like wearing streetwear stuff too, because streetwear is like more casual, more chill. So like you could catch me in the studio wearing some like some joggers and some dunks and just like, you know, a crop top and just keep it rocking. And then you could also see me like wearing some heels like going to a party and some six inch heels and just like, you know, rocking out. I love that. And yeah. we can tell by them visuals, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Whole lot of runway shit. Period. Now, how exactly did music come about for you? Um, music came about for me when I was 16. Um, I went to, well, actually before that, like my mom used to play a lot of reggae music in the house and a lot of African music. I'm African, so my mom used to just like play all of that in the house. So the beats and like hearing like different melodies and stuff, like my mom was a big fanatic of music. So she would play me like all types of stuff. But it came to a point where like I was in school and like people was rapping at the lunch table. And I was like, wait, hold on, I got some, I got some. And then I, I, I just, I was just playing around rapping. And then somebody took a video and then put it on MySpace <laughs> and then, it went up like that was like yo like you really got bars like you really go hard i was like for real all right bet i'm gonna do this shit. and then from there i was in a girl group and we did a cypher and the cypher went viral and we were 16 everybody was like who is these girls like rapping <laughs> like they rapping hard as fuck but they only like 16 years old like i don't get it and that was before like the female rap wave was even the thing. So we was like way ahead of our time, like doing that shit before anybody was rapping, any females was rapping. So being that you stated earlier that you came from a really strict background, when would you say your family finally started supporting you? Um, I think they started supporting once they seen like we was doing good. Like we was doing shows and performing and they seen, my family seen that like I was really serious about it too, like at the same time. Then they seen that I was good. They were like, dang, like you just be in a room writing raps in your notebook. Then one day, like my mom, my teacher called my mom and my mom was pissed because she was like, yo, your teacher um, said that you be writing raps like in class and you be like mumbling like on your paper and stuff. Like, like what are you doing in school? And I was like, I be writing. Like, I'm like, I'm writing, but it's also poetry to me too, because like, I'll be writing like stories and stuff. And then my teacher was like, yo, we pick, you know, like it's not a bad thing because I've actually read her work and it's really good, but we can't be doing this in the class. <laughs> we can't be doing this in the class. <laughs> wow, so, so your parents really got the hint once you guys were successful. And being that you started off rapping so early on, what would you say were some lessons that you learned quickly? Like as a female rapper? Mm-hmm. Um, I just learned like from a young age to just like keep my foot on their necks and don't let up. Just keep going. Like it's rap. Like you got bars, you got something to say, like say that shit. Just keep going. And what motivated you to really be like, you know what? I'm just going to go full force with this music stuff. Full force? Honestly, I feel like maybe like four years ago like i really started taking it serious like after my brother made in tokyo um he had a song called uber everywhere and it was going crazy so he took me on tour with him and i was just like i was new to tour so like i was new to like being on tour and performing so that molded me and i was like 
getting on stage, like, you know what I'm saying, doing my shit, popping my shit, fans coming up to me every day, like, yo, we like you, like, we love you. Like, we wanna um, get your song, like, we wanna get your CD, like, all of that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start taking it serious now, for, for real, for real. I love that. Yeah. And what would you say were some of the biggest sacrifices that you've had to make along the way? I feel like I lost a lot of friends, like, along the way but like that's that's anything like you know like bitches seeing you do some shit and then they not progressing but then they see you progressing in your career and they feel some type of way because it's like damn she feel like she that bitch but like they don't want to give you that because they seen you when you was when you was down at the bottom so they don't want to support it like being salty so i lost a lot of friends along the way but it's like that ain't nothing like that i'm even pressed about Really quick to like piggyback off that. I always find that interesting with female friendships. Yeah, like all the time. It's like some females are not used to seeing you elevate. So it's At like all. they will continue to hold you in this box. And I wouldn't even say females, just like people you thought was always going to be your friends forever. Yeah. And they're so used to seeing you like a certain type of way. So when you start to elevate, yeah. they start to. They don't like, want to accept it. They're like, nah, like. Nah, because we still here and you there. But it's like, y'all should be supporting at the same time. And maybe I'm going to help you with your shit. Like, <laughs> And through your journey of pursuing music, what would you say are some of the biggest lessons you learned and are still learning to this day? Um, I'm learning to be patient. Everybody's time comes and I just got to be patient and like listen to like people that's, you know, helping me and stuff. I'm a little diva sometimes, but you know, we get through it. <laughs> As we all know that Atlanta is like the hub for music and it's growing and growing like every year, but how were you really able to stand out as a female artist? I feel like ain't nobody like me. Like ain't nobody rapping these bars like me. Ain't nobody got my story. Like I've been doing this. I've been, I've been on these stages. I've been putting in work, I've been getting, I'm the underdog. So like, I go two times harder than a lot of people and whether you see it or not, eventually like the time gonna come. But patience is like a big thing for me cause like I've been doing it and I know everybody got a time, but I just gotta keep putting this music out and killing shit. How did you eventually know like, damn, okay, it's just time for me to be patient. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I've been in a lot of like different si label situations. And um, I also feel like when, when you're not ready, like as an artist, I wasn't really ready. Like I was focused on modeling also at the same time. So like when you really ready for something, you gonna feel it, you gonna know it. Like you, you gonna know when it's your time. But like shooting those videos and like the music videos, like how I be putting them looks together, that's really what separates me from like a lot of people because I'm just like a creative butterfly. Like I love being hands on with like all my stuff that I'm working on. And getting into the industry, how do you feel about the current state of rap? I feel like we need more girls in rap that's really rapping, like myself, because I really got the bars, I got the look. Bitch, y'all don't want to see it with me. <laughs> And when it comes to being a woman in this industry, what would you give to another woman who's having a hard time navigating through it? Um, you got to have the right team. You got to have some, you got to have that one person and it don't got to be a whole team. You could just have one person that believe in your dream, one person that's going to push you and one person that's going to believe in you. And then that's all you really need and just keep going and believe in yourself. Don't take validation from nobody else. Like you got to 
really know who you are truly and put your foot on their necks and keep going. And you know, being a woman in the industry, which is very male dominated, how are you able to really hold it together and block out your emotions when it comes to certain things? Oh, see, I be, I be wearing my heart on my sleeve and shit. Like, <laughs> you could tell when I'm irritated. You could tell when I'm mad. Like, you just know, you'd be like, ooh, something wrong with her. Like, she not going for it today. But you, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm one of those people that, like, I, I try to listen and I work with people, but I don't want to be, like, the bitch or the asshole all the time. So you just got to deal with that shit. <laughs> And how do you feel when, you know, when female rappers come out, I feel like everybody presses for them to click up and be friends. And I feel like with you just observing you, you're... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Really cautious, like a cautious person that doesn't like to be like, you know, get too into the mix. So how do you feel when it comes to females collaborating together? Um, I like, I love it. I love seeing women collaborate together. Um, I got a lot of collaborations on the way with different female artists too. I ain't gonna say no names yet, but y'all gonna see some. <laughs> and what would you like to see of when it comes to the current music state? I know you mentioned earlier that you would like to see more of a variety, but yeah. what else would you like to see? Um, I, I want to see like more like female, a lot of females be beefing with each other on the low, hating on each other on the low. And this, this don't even go for like just female rap, like just females in general, like just more women empowerment. I'm all about that. So I want to see that. Just more of that. And I agree because I would say right now I am pretty satisfied with how we have a lot of different sounds. Because, you know, at first we just had the girl Nikki for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. But now we have girls. I love on. Nikki. I love her. So girl, the she, pink Nikki, Crocs. Nick, and she dropping on Friday. <laughs> I think she dropping on Friday. She posted a picture and said Friday. So hopefully, Nick, Nikki, we waiting on you because baby. It's my ears been hurting. <laughs> Drop <some> shit. <laughs> no, and I love Nikki so much. I feel like she, whether people don't like to say it or not, she's a blueprint for a lot of the sounds oh, yeah. that we have Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. For sure. And speaking of sounds, let's get into your sound. Oh my God. So how would you describe it personally? Um, I feel like I make like music for the boss bitches. And for niggas, because like a nigga could play my shit around around the city, like okay, she go hard, but then my bitch is gonna really feel what I'm saying, like you know, because I'm talking about the fashion, I'm talking about the bars, I'm talking about all this shit that we be going through on a daily basis. So yeah. 
And what would you say is the message that you would want your fans to grasp after listening to your music? Um, I just want my I just want my girls to feel empowered and feel like a boss. Like I want you to play my shit when you doing your makeup. I want you to play my shit when you in a car, like on the way to that party. Like, yeah, let me play that not friendly, period. Cause you might beat a bitch or you might feel like any mini. You might feel like you just wanna twerk a little bit and pop your shit. I was looking at your bio and I saw that you had runway rapper shit in there. What exactly is runway rapper shit? Runway rapper shit is a lifestyle, period. Every time you doing your makeup, every time you getting your hair done, you put that wig on, put them shoes on, get your nails done, that's that runway shit. All day, every day. When you walking into that party, arch your back, pop in, <laughs> boss status, runway shit. It's just, whole, it's, just, it's just a fly ass lifestyle. And we did talk about you having features, and I know that you were in Get Along, and it was featured with Rennie Rucci, Mariah yeah. Lynn, and Johnny Blaze, yeah. the rap girls. <laughs> How are you guys all able to come together on that track? So um, this producer that we all been working with, Cameron, um, Cameron put the song together. Um, he already he sent me the um, song with Rennie already on it. He was like, "Yo, we need you to do the hook." And then um, after that, Mariah Lynn hopped on it, and then um, Johnny Blaze hopped on it, and then we just all shot our shot the video and then put it out. How was it shooting the visual together? We actually didn't shoot it together. We were all separated, uh -huh. and because um, everybody's schedule was like all over the place, like I couldn't be in Atlanta to shoot the scene with Rennie. Johnny was doing something in New York, and Mariah lived in New York too. So like we were just like, all right, we just gonna send our parts and then do it that way. And you recently put out your new single, Any Mini, which yeah. is currently charting on Apple Music. So yes. congratulations. How did that single come about for you? Um, I was in the studio um, in L.A. I, was, I had just left Atlanta and then, boom, went to L.A., got in the studio that one night. It was a last minute studio session, too. And um, I actually had wrote to the beat already that Drummer Boy sent me. Dr Drummer Boy sent me the beat. I wrote to it and then... I actually had like another, um, my homegirl, um, Black Frost, who was also another dope ass rapper, songwriter. She sent me something too, like with an idea. And I was like, ooh, that would be five for the hook. So we just both collaborated on the song and then put it out. Now, when you were recording this song in the booth, did you think it would turn up like it is now? No, cause it was like punched in, like it was punched in. Like I wrote some stuff and then a lot of the parts in the, like of the last verse was like written and it was just like pieced together. But when it came out, that shit was so fire. It was just like a little bob. I was like, oh, this need to be on TikTok. We about to put that shit on TikTok too, so. You snapped so hard thank on you. it. You're so pretty, like, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, so when you. I listened to it, I thought it was gonna be like soft, but you yeah. really went the hell in. Yeah, that's one thing, like everybody, like they be hearing my music, they be like, damn, like that's her? Like everybody be like, nah, she's just like a pretty girl, like rapper, like pretty girl model. She's just a pretty girl model, but when she rapped, she rap hard like a nigga, like, so people be like, kind of like, wait, what, that's you? Like, they be so shocked, like, I can't believe that that's you, like, on that song, like, rapping like that. But, like, I have, like, an alter ego, like, when I be rapping, like, a whole different side of me come out. Girl, like the I, side that I'm really feeling like come out in the music. <laughs> girl, and I saw that because we finna talk about this visual for Any Mini. How did you come up with the concept for that? So, Any Mini video, um, I actually co-directed it with G-Shots. So I had this idea. It was like the calm me and like the more turned up me. So like, if you could see in the video, it's like me like rapping to myself and I'm like going in like this. 
So it's like the two sides of me. It's like you got the model me and then you got the rap bitch me. So it's like we going against each other. So speaking of your visual, what I noticed is you really brought that real organic creativity back. And I feel like that has been missing so much when it comes to visuals. I really feel like you're going to be the one to change it. Period. I am the one, the only period runway rap shit. And with that being said, what is your perspective on the visuals in this music era? Um, I feel like the videos is getting more creative now. Um, there's some directors that I really love, like director Depps. He did my Salma Banks video. I don't know if you've seen the Salma Banks video. He really fired. I want to work with like a whole bunch of like creative people. Like sometimes like, I be seeing stuff and I be like, ooh, like that's dope. Like I like weird, like weird stuff. Like, and I want to incorporate like my little weird quirky side, like in my music videos. <laughs> I love that. And just like I was observing, I actually watched that all the way through. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I love this I, so much. Yes. <laughs> so we have your Salma Banks, too. How did you guys come up with that one as well? Uh, Salma Banks uh, came about the AKA Salma Banks. That's like the alter ego. That's another side. So it's like two sides. You got runway rapper. You got AKA Salma Banks. Salma Banks is bitch, don't play with me. I got my bag right. I got my money right. I got I got it, so I'm a big dog. Don't ever play with me. That's that's what that is. So I put that. I, I shot that video, and that was the first time I ever shot a video with dancing and choreography and wow. that. So like I was in there, like a little two step, doing my shit. Had the choreography, but I had to come in and out of it because I was just rapping too hard <laughs> on set. But it was really fun. I had fun doing that video. So we have Salma Banks, we got Any Mini that's charting right now. What else can we expect from you this year? Um, shows, festivals, um, my clothing line is on the way. I already put out one merchandise piece. Um, a lot more of that is on the way. I have a cosmetic line that I'm working on right now and it's probably gonna come out in the next three months. I'm just like, I just want it to be very, very right for like everybody and um, it's catered to like brown skin women. So cosmetic line on the way, it's coming. And before we wrap up, do you have any last words or shout outs? What's up y'all, it's your girl Salma Slims and I'm off the porch, but I'm on a motherfucking runway, period. Y'all can find me at Salma Slims on everything. Get into it. Look, I don't be too friendly when I meet a bitch. No, I'm from Atlanta, I might be the bitch. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.